welcome to part three, day 300 of the daily talk on God's kingdom citizens. I'm glad that you're here listening. And this is going to be just like the past two, no script, no nothing, just speaking. And just going to talk about things in the world and mostly about God. Uh, God works in wondrous ways. He makes ways. He makes ways for us when we don't believe there can be any way like especially during this time like with covid or with um the lies with everything that's going on in the world how it just seems to be no way to do anything anymore but god will always make a way for his will to be done and that's a nice thing to watch in this world just to watch the way god works so to watch the way his will is carried out in the world it gives you comfort but also should give us fear it should help us to fear him help us to understand that he will not tolerate our wickedness anymore i'm sure many of you guys know why we have we're going through such hard times because of our wickedness this world has gone grown much much wicked i'm not sorry has grown very wicked over the past even just few years i mean this year is getting crazy with the immorality and god sees all this and we should know that um, that the reason why we're going through this is because of all the evil that's been going on the racism the virus the lies just every, all the corruption especially in america all of it so god is he's calling all of us to repent it's time for us to change our minds on the way that we've been living if we've been living out of the ways of god if we've been neglecting god's ways in our life then it's time to get back to him because god has had enough with our wickedness from the beginning he shows that he has he has had enough with our wickedness by sending his son jesus christ he shows that there's enough of this that there's now a way that is made and that all men must repent and follow that way which was made that is jesus because jesus is the way the truth and the life and we have our life in him and we can do nothing without abiding in him and how do we abide in him as i as we said before it's by reading the word a lot it's by praying a lot it's by, it's by um focusing on him more than the things in this world i'm telling you this world is getting too dark to focus on it's time for us to look up because it's better up there when we look up we know that's that's where jesus is coming so he's coming through the skies we must look up because this world is getting too dark we look on the media we look on um, the news in general it's just full of propaganda and lies we're always seeing things through a dim glass it's easier to see jesus than it is to see the truth in this world if the world gives it to you because Jesus is the only truth. So it's easier to see him. That's why we should look up. Look up in the midst of this dark world. And God is calling us out of this world even. So that we so that he may have himself a holy people. Set apart people. And for you gardeners out there changing the topic a little bit. Um if you all know what a trellis is, well I'm gonna explain it to you. And when I was growing when I'm growing peas right now. I didn't realize that they need to climb on something. They actually need to climb up stuff. Like they have like these little tendrils that grapple onto stuff, and they started grappling onto each other. I was like, no, 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 no. So I, I looked it up and found out you need to get them something to climb on. So it's called a trellis. So I 
I, I didn't go to the store I just got some sticks and some yarn that I had in my backyard and just stuck it in the soil and just wrapped it around they're climbing on that now but they're still falling a little bit but in the midst of that I realized that that's basically the believer we as a believer are like the peas we are growing God provides everything for us to grow the water the sun the light he provides it all but it's up to us to receive those nutrients to grow with them I, I had to cut off some plants because they refused to receive the water they refused to receive the nutrients and they just refused to grow and uh, it's kind of the same for us we just refuse to receive the nutrients he gives to us the word uh, Jesus um, just communion with other people then how can we grow it's only by obeying him that we can grow. And concerning the trellis, that support system that helps us to climb up, God is our trellis. He is our support system. We literally can do nothing because in the gardening, if the peas do not have that climbing support, they will topple over and break because their stem is so hollow. Their stem never grows in diameter when they grow um, upwards. It only it stays the same uh, diameter, so it will break so sooner or later. So it's just like us, if we don't have that trellis, we don't have the support system to climb up, to continue to grow and to produce fruit, then we will break. And God says that if we don't bear fruit, if we don't bear good fruit, we will break off. Now he will break us off, he will cut us off. And I'm sure none of us want that. So I guess it's time for us to actually put some effort into holding on to God because that's the only way we're gonna survive in this world. Um, not necessarily survive in this world, but the only way we can thrive in this world spiritually is by holding on to God because this world is getting so unbelievably dark. Like, God commands us to watch right now, but it's very hard to. It's hard to watch all the darkness going on in this world, but He commands us to watch, so we must watch. We must do it, even if it means tears come out of our eyes, even if it means anguish in our hearts, even if it means that we seem like there's, it seems like there's no hope in the world, when there is a hope in this world, and that's found in the Bible, it's found in Jesus. And when we hold on to that trellis, our support system, which is God, then we can climb up above this world, above this darkness, into the light of heaven. God is with us, and He will... And if he is with us, no one can be against us. All, people might seem to be mighty and strong and big right now, but God is bigger. Jesus, when he comes back, imagine this. When he comes back, he will be coming in the clouds, in the glory of God the Father, and in the glory of the angels. If it, I'm sure many of us have not seen angels. Um, well, maybe we have without knowing, but knowingly have not seen angels in their glory i mean all of them it's all gonna be to jesus his glory be all of that and his own glory even imagine that it says that the mountains will melt the valleys will be made no the mountains will be made low and the valleys will be exalted and then he'll come and live with his kingdom and everything imagine that such a mighty mighty warrior and concerning this thing that I keep seeing about this um, Jewish Messiah right now, um, I'm—it's getting—I never seen this type of thing before. I mean, it's not necessarily that important to me. It shouldn't be to anybody really, because Jesus is coming soon anyway. And the the term Messiah is a part of Jesus's name. So when Jesus said, "People will come in my name," that means Son of David. That's his name. 
that means um, son of God, that's his name. That means Messiah, that's his name. Christ, all of his, it's his name. It's for him. He is the son of God, the son of David, the Messiah, the Christ. He's the anointed one. So if anybody takes those names, they take his name. So that that's being fulfilled right now if any of you are um, listening in the present day. And don't get too caught up in it because it's not worth your time. If Jesus says don't get caught up with it, it's don't get caught up with it. It's not worth it. But just we just have to hold on to God as our trellis, as our support system. But the Jews back in Jesus' day were expecting a king who would come like a white horse with armor on and a sword and everything to take down the empires surrounding them and oppressing them. But Jesus did not come that way. But the way he came, they didn't like that, and they couldn't just couldn't in their minds accept that he was the Messiah. But what they did not recognize was that they had it in the right perspective but at the wrong time because that's exactly the way he's going to come back he's going to come back on that white horse he's going to come back with the with, with the sword out of his mouth literally with the breath of his mouth all his enemies will perish imagine that just by opening his mouth he wins that's it now that's salvation right there his name is salvation and sorry if this uh, talk goes in so many different ways i mean no script and you know just I just like talking about Jesus. You know. Imagine a day where the dead will rise. Imagine that. The dead will rise again. If any of you guys have lost loved ones or just people in general, the dead will rise. At least in Christ. They will rise again. That's amazing to think about. It's strange to think about, but it's amazing to, to know that people will come back to life. That That's not the end. God is coming back very coming coming back very soon. Well, when I say God, I mean Jesus. He's coming back very soon. The earthquakes have been increasing. There's not a day that goes by without a major earthquake somewhere in the world. And the volcanoes have been erupting also. Like recently, not not like today, but like recently like in um, Italy, there was a volcano that went off. Mount Etna. You know, it's just wow it's getting crazy but jesus said all this would happen and that they would ramp up the closer he comes because we see the flowers blooming we see the times the signs of the times and increasing like a lot of signs like even in the heavens they're like afraid of like some people like afraid of asteroids or something meteoroids meteoroids coming down i haven't gotten into that but I heard that that could be a possibility. I wouldn't be surprised because in Revelation there is a verse that says that there's like a big mountain of fire that comes down upon the earth and it really rocks the world. Like it's huge. Like I think the waters, waters become blood or something, but either or it's gonna be bad. So this is a very great time to start trusting in the Lord preparing ourselves for, for um, his coming what a glorious day that will be all eyes will be on Jesus every knee will bow every tongue confess before the Lord you know reading Revelation Revelation paints a scary picture of Jesus like his eyes as fire actually I can just read it for you yeah, it says, And in the midst of the seven candlesticks, one like unto the Son of Man, 
clothed with a garment down to the foot, and girt about the paps with a golden girdle. His head and his hairs were white like wool, as white as snow. That's strange. And his eyes were as a flame of fire, and his feet like unto fine brass, as if they burned in the furnace, and his voice as a sound of many waters. Wow. And he had in his right hand seven stars, and out of his mouth went a sharp two-edged sword, and his countenance was as the sun shineth in his strength. So we must not forget, like, he has white hair. He has eyes as a flame of fire. His feet look like burnished bronze. And not only that, but just being in his presence is like being in the sun. It's like being in the presence of the sun. I mean, we can barely look at the sun by itself. Imagine being right in front of it. Oh, wow. That's exactly how they describe Jesus. That's scary. If you don't trust in him. I mean, if he's not on your right hand, that's scary to think about. It's also interesting, though. Because we, we usually picture him as some um, meek little lamb of God. I, I watched, I listened to a sermon, and like, the lamb of God, the lambs that were sacrificed were, I guess, one years old. I have not looked into this, this is what I've heard. But that they were one years old. And what a one year old lamb looks like is not a meek little lamb, it's a ram. A ram, that's what it looks like. It's huge. And you don't want to be stuck in a room with that thing. It's huge. And um, in Revelation, they paint uh, Jesus Jesus as a, a lamb with seven horns. Now, I'm sure lambs don't really have horns if they're that if they're the, the, um, a baby. But a ram has horns. And if if this is correct, then that means it's a seven-horned random ram of God. Seven-horned ram of God. Now that is something you do not want to be stuck in the room with. But that's how the revelation paints Jesus says. And that brings a different light and a bigger picture to really who Jesus is. But this is the revelation of Jesus Christ who that God gave to him. So God gave Jesus a revelation of himself. That's interesting. But yeah, the bottom line is that Jesus is Christ is coming soon. And we truly do have a firm foundation. And there's nothing in this world that can overcome us because our faith is what overcomes. And if our faith is in Jesus, Jesus never will die. He will never perish. He will never fail. So if our trust is in him, that we will overcome this world because he overcame this world. And by his spirit, we will overcome. And no one can change that. No one can take that away from you. No height, nor death, no creature in hell nor creature in heaven can take that away from you because God is eternal and God is still alive and he is still on the throne and no one can change that either for God never changes oh it's it's 15 minutes well I wanted to say something else God is alive Jesus is coming soon he is king too so thank you for listening to this um, short segment 15 minutes of just me talking I hope this blessed you in any way, and I pray that the Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you, and the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace, and have a blessed, blessed time. Thank you.